Hey Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for your patience. You know, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that when it comes to time, um, I truly don't believe in the world's construct of time. I believe that true art and true authenticity comes with the energy. And somewhere along the line, we've taken everything in the world and we've turned it into a job a process, a protocol. And sometimes you do have to sit back and remove the world's timeline and get on spirit's timeline. You have to get on the timeline that God intends for you. And if we never fully allot for that time, then we could be flowing into disaster. And what does that look like? Well, that looks like, let's say you're working a job and you've been working that job for five to 10 years and you know that something has been calling you for the past few years to do something different. But instead of honoring that calling and taking that leap and taking that time to figure out what you are being told by the spirit or what things are coming to you, instead you decide to just continue every single day the same and your programming begins to be automatic, familiar, and doing the same things. And then you begin to ask yourself, well, how can I do something different if I keep doing the same thing? Until you get fed up and then you fully decide to leave. I do want to thank you guys so much for just listening and sharing this podcast. If you are an esthetician, you know that this podcast was really directed towards helping estheticians to really get their energy and mindset in alignment so that you can begin to thrive with your business and your life. But I've also realized that some of the things that we talk about are very universal. So if you share them with someone, thank you so much. And this podcast episode will definitely be one that I think you will want to share with people because it relates to what we're going through right now. Now, currently, the world is going through a shift. You're seeing it in real time. And I actually did a poll on social media and I said, you know, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling burnout? Are you in panic mode? And I realized that a lot of people responded that they were feeling panic and burnout. And here's the thing, you know, right now the world has so many labels on what different things are, right? There's so many words to define what's going on, pandemic, recession, um, you know, all these things going on. And if you're not fully centered and disconnected, you might begin to take on the world's fears and it then begins to affect the things going on in your life. Case in point, I remember Y2K. When we were in 1999 and we were going to the year 2000, I was young, okay? But I remember that because um, I remember just all the panic everyone was going through. People were like buying food and people were like spending a lot of money and people were like, I'm finally going to do the things that I want to do because the world is ending anyway. And I remember my mom, she actually, that particular year was the year that we had gotten evicted out of our town home. And it's so crazy because to this day, when I talk to my mom about that eviction, I let her know that, you know, that's one reason why I don't want her working. That's one reason why I work as hard as I do to make sure that her life is taken care of because it really left a mark on me at such a young age, which I think, let's see, I was born in 88. So at that time I was 11, 12. And at that time, I'm just like taking in like, okay, there are people that can actually like knock on your door, come in, take your stuff and put it on the curb. 
And, you know, she would have me sit outside with my brother and she was like, just sit out here and make sure nobody takes anything while I call your grandfather. And for me, that situation really struck um, just a a path of decisions that shaped me to today you know um it caused me to constantly have to rebrand myself and when I say rebrand I don't mean for the sake of content I mean it caused me to rebrand myself as a person and my core beliefs because at age 12 or 11 12 seeing that happen and also seeing the flip side right you see on tv that people are like buying bags and buying you know trips and going on vacations and they're talking about the world is ending the world is ending on the flip side my world was ending because I was seeing my bed and my my bedroom being taken apart and my furniture being put outside and I'm like my world is ending why is their world ending but it's looking like it's not and so that really struck me in a way where When I'm sitting in my grandparents' home, because we ended up moving back home with my grandparents, when I sat there and I watched the New Year's Eve ball drop and, you know, everybody's like, oh, the world is ending. And it was just in such a disarray. They're like, oh, Y2K, like we're going into the 2000s. Things are going to just end. And it was a new year. But it was a new year, not only for them, but also for me, because I realized that People will go into panic and people will go into fear for things that they may or may not understand. I couldn't go into fear that the world was ending because at my age of 11 and 12, my world ending was seeing my furniture being put outside by someone I don't even know. And so now as an adult, I now understand the flip side of that, of understanding my mom and her situation and being in a, in a relationship where you thought the person was paying the bills and they weren't. And just I realize now as an adult that I have more empathy for her situation and that I'm thankful that I'm in a position to be able to, you know, take care of the things that I need to take care of. But the reason I wanted to share that message with you before I got into today's actual message is because... I think a lot of times we take on other people's fear. And so when I ask that question of like, are you in burnout? Are you anxious? Are you panicking? You know, the responses and when I will go to the actual estheticians pages and just see, you know, what things they're putting online, I realize that when it comes to the aesthetic industry, we mostly know how to survive. We don't know how to thrive. One example of that is your business. When you're creating your costs for your business, majority of estheticians do not account for profit. And the thing is, you will create your service costs and you will say, oh, I want this service to be $100 or $99 or whatever you say, right? Let's just go with $99 for the sake of that cost. And when you say that cost, it might be based on other people or... It might be based on what other people are paying around you. And so you're thinking, well, I have to do $99 because that puts me in the middle point and I don't have to worry about um, somebody arguing with my price because it's comparable to what's around me. But the thing is, when you do that, you're not accounting for what your bills look like. You're not accounting for what your benefit looks like and you're not accounting for what your profit could look like. And so when you're spending and spending and then you're buying all these things for your business and then you 
you are realizing that things are not working the way you you are expecting them to and then you finally bring in business help and your business advisor saying hey what did you account for profit how much of this is supposed to be profit you can't answer that because you didn't account for profit when you were doing your calculations in the beginning And so when you don't calculate for profit, you will easily give up and discount. You will easily take off before you add to because that mindset is, well, I have to do whatever I can to save myself. And because of that mindset, you're willing to put your business at hand, at a bad hand at that, so that you can get by See, you can get by by doing 50% off sales whenever you do them just to pay your bills, but your business cannot function that way. And that reflects in tax time because if you go paycheck to paycheck and then you get the tax time and it's like, wait a minute, you didn't properly allocate and spend in your business or you didn't properly allocate and set up the systems that you need to set up so that you know that your business is profitable, Or you didn't properly set up so that you know what your deductions are so that you can save on taxes or have tax planning or whatever. And because we come into this with a mindset of, well, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. I just want to do my own thing and have my own job. Because of that, we don't listen to the nudges. We don't listen to the indicators and we don't listen to the people that are telling us what we need to do. And I truly think that going back to that example of my mom, that was her situation. She didn't listen to the nudges. She didn't listen to the indicators. I remember conversations where my grandfather would tell her like, hey, you know, I've always taught you to have your own. So I do recommend that you start really just like digging in and making sure that things are done, you know, and and really trying to mentor her and tell her, you know, how to grow in that situation. And unfortunately, she had to take the hard way, which was having an eviction. And in the aesthetic community, that's what it looks like, is that for for a lot of people, sometimes you have to go the hard way. I've realized, especially with what's been happening recently in the aesthetic world, you know, I've completely um, disappeared off of social media. I'm still there doing a little bit of DMs and, you know, I'm working on the back end because my business is on automations and I really don't have to post online anymore which was the ultimate goal. I mean, if you've been following for a long time, you know that I've always posted like the ultimate goal is to like disappear off of social media and live my private life. And I think I really took that like too far. But when I really look at our community, I want to help our community so much, but I can't constantly overextend myself and not know what the deeper issue is. It's almost like fighting with someone and they're self-sabotaging and you're trying to help them, but they have to want to help themselves, okay? And then at some point in time, you do have to start to go into self-preservation mode. So that's what I call this season is self-preservation. What I will say is this, um, looking at what's happened recently, there's been two major instances coming out of Atlanta where there's been two estheticians that have done extreme chemical pills on clients and then just the response and the backlash from that I've realized that when it comes to our community, accountability is the biggest thing. Like before we start talking about education, before we start talking about business, before we start talking about making six, seven figures, you got to have accountability. Whatever decision you decide to make, you need to be able to stand behind that decision. If you make a decision to put a chemical pill on someone 
and that chemical pill does not fare well for that person, you have to be willing to stand behind the fact that you made a bad call. Instead, what I'm seeing is we will turn around and we will say, well, no, that person did this. And I know when I first started, I was talking about the world ending and fear and panic and burnout. And now we're talking about chemical pills, but it's all going to make sense. Trust me, just keep listening in. This is all going to make sense because when you are watching this as an esthetician, wherever you are in your career, whether you are at the point where I am, where it's just like, hey, I have a team, I have employees, I really don't have time to be worried about low-level stuff online, or whether you're a solo esthetician that has just started and you're really trying to find your footing and you're trying to look and find people to be inspired by so that you can begin to shape your business, this is absolutely a huge, huge representation of lack of accountability. I'm very disappointed because when it comes to black aesthetics, when a client is getting an extreme form of a chemical pill, you clearly see that that chemical pill is too harsh for that skin, yet you don't factor in psychological things, such as in one of those cases, the person was a prior burn victim. Um, In the other case, the person in the video was clearly uncomfortable. Their breathing changed. Their eyes were blinking profusely. Um, They started fanning themselves. They started to seem a little hot. You can clearly see with the psychological and non or yeah, the psychological and physical nonverbal movements that these people were not qualified to receive that level and depth of peel and exfoliation. Yet when those people come back to you, the professional, and say, hey, this did not fare out the way I thought it was. It didn't end correctly. Can you please just refund me my money? Let's find a way to make it right. Instead, we don't want to take accountability. We want to turn around and say, well, you didn't do it right. Or, well, you picked your skin. Or, well, you should have called me. Or, well, you should have followed my instructions. Or, I've done this on X amount of people. And so, for you, it should just be simple. And so then, in that regard, it's like, if you cannot take accountability as a business owner, you do not need to be a business owner. This is the quickest way to get deregulation for the entire industry. When you have repeated examples of estheticians with state licenses that refuse to take accountability for the very license that they are approved for. And I think at this point, because listen, I'm on sabbatical, I really don't have to do these podcast episodes or do content at all. But I really feel like this message has to be be put out because it's so frustrating that on one hand, we have People that clearly need help in their business, right? That are looking to grow their business. But then on the other side of it, you have people who are clearly too far gone into themselves that they cannot take accountability. So what does that mean for the younger estheticians coming forth? Because if the ones who've been doing it don't respect their license, then it messes it up for the ones coming after us. And it's very frustrating to see. And it's a very poor example of leadership. And here's the thing, most of you are not burnout 
because of the work. You're burnt out because you're using social media as a barometer for success. And you clearly see that when people do the most, right, just to put content out, okay, just to get money, all right, people are putting out all these good all these good reviews to try to support their back end. But when you clearly see what's going on behind the scenes and you see that this is real, people can sue you. You cannot go back in time. If you made a bad pill two months ago and someone sues you two months forward, you can't go back and say, well, let me get insured for two months ago. Let me try to get my license for two months ago. You have to make decisions that are for preventative measures. And we say this in skincare. Prevention is better than trying to find a cure. Yet mentally, we're not there because that accountability piece has to be taken into accountability, right? It has to be taken into action. And so when your mind is focused on, I don't want to just hustle. I want to build this right. I want to be so secure and solid in my business that I know that I am protected. I know that I have insurance to cover my equipment, so I'm not worried about somebody stealing it. I have insurance to cover my commercial space, so if there's a flood or something going on, I know that my insurance can kick in. If there is a situation where a client has a situation happening, then I have insurance that's going to kick in because I have professional liability insurance, and I also have my general insurance that protects the space. And I've said this before, but I'll say it to you again. You want to have insurance on four things. You need to have it on your equipment. You need to have it on your space. You need to have it on yourself. And you need to have it on your client. Because you want to always make sure that you are able to have that kick in for you if something goes wrong. Having professional liability insurance on yourself is not enough. Because when the client decides that they're not happy, you never know how much that will be. And so you want to have insurance on the client as well so that if something happens to the client, that can kick in too. And a cheap insurance is not going to do that for you. You want to actually find a good nationally accredited type of insurance that can provide the protection that you need. Now, do you learn this in school? Probably not. I didn't learn this in school. So you're going to have to be really committed to not just use social media as a parameter for success. Just because somebody has a lot of followers does not mean that they have a lot of fruits. You have to ask yourself, what do I judge people's fruit by? If I, let me just say this, okay, and you take it how... Ever you need to take it, but I'm going to say it in a way that I've examined both sides of it, all right? When it comes to the fruits, okay, I don't just look at what someone shows me. I look at what I read between the lines as well. Because if someone is showing me that and they're telling me that I need to post every single day and I need to post three to five times a day and I need to also be at every event and I need to be always going live, I'm also looking at what they're not showing me. And a lot of times you will see that they're not showing you that their children are not getting that attention because if they're spending 24-7 online with you, then what time are they spending for their children? 
All right. If they are always doing launch, 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 vacation, launch, 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 vacation, and they're trying to tell you, oh, you can run your business from a vacation. I also look at the fact that it might have been funded by those classes. Another thing I look at is if someone is going to teach me aesthetics and they have not already built a career off of aesthetics that they have retired from, then I'm also looking at what their current books look like. Are they booked? Are they still seeing clients? Are they still bookable? Or is their calendar available seven days a week, you know, nine to five, and they they only have, it's like all the appointments are basically open. So you have to look at those things. Why? It's not saying that you're judging them. It's saying that you're judging the life that you want to have because whoever you entrust to guide you is also going to be your accountability partner towards the life you want to have. So if you are following someone who is clearly always online and they're never with their children, you're saying that you align with that philosophy and that you want to do the same thing. And so that's why I ask you, what do you judge their fruit by? Because if you are enticed by materialism, a lot of followers, you know, a nice bling watch, shoes, and all of those things, it's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to have to be able to move that to the side so you can see what other characteristics can come from working with that person. You also want to ask yourself, will I step away from my authenticity to try to prove myself to that person. And that's twofold because I've seen people step away from their authentic self to try to prove themselves to coaches. And I've seen people step away from their authentic self to try to prove themselves to social media. And you have to make a decision that you come as you are. If someone doesn't like the fact that you like to dress in sweats, or that you like to, you know, whatever. If someone doesn't like that, you need to be able to own that. That's accountability. For example, for myself, I dress up when it's time to be professional, go to networking events, go to work, okay? But when I'm actually masterminding and figuring out my business and in the trenches of actually building my business, like right now doing renovations, I'm in sweats and that's the way that it is. That's the accountability and the authenticity of it. When it comes to my stance on discounting yourself in Groupon, you already know how I feel about that. I think that you rather do that because Instead of thinking, well, let me try to actually find ways to extract the benefits of what I do, you would rather cut off any profitability that you would have had because you're not used to profitability. You're used to someone just paying you whatever your price per hour is and they pull the taxes and don't even have to notify you that they're doing it. You just see it on your check at the end of the month. So that's why for you, you're only worried about the amount of money that they're going to pay you at the end. And you're willing to cut all your profits off to see it. And that's why you go on Groupon. And that's why you go on Afterpay. And that's why you do 50% off discounts every single month because you're not afraid to cut your profits away. And this is why every single month you don't see profitability. And having accountability in myself is being able to say, I'm not trying to prove myself to you that I am a great coach and a great educator and a great esthetician because my work speaks for itself in all three lanes. But you also have to be authentic to yourself to also be able to be humble and say, I don't know everything.
And then any person you invest in, you have to ask yourself, why and what do I want that this person has? And if you can't, if you can't break it down for yourself, then it's not a good financial move to make because whoever you invest in should be pushing you and challenging you to get to the goal you want to see. And it's going to feel crazy because you don't see it yet. But if you always discount yourself and you're wondering why you're not seeing income, you going to some other culture educator that's telling you how to discount yourself is only feeding your ego. It is not feeding your future because your future self wants profits. So why would you go to someone feeding your discounting and survival mode methods? But hey, you'll see the hard way. You cannot compete in this new world with a low standard. And until you decide to walk away and set the tone for your life, you will begin to be living in the world where everything is ending. When we go back to the example of, you know, coming into the year 2000 and seeing the world ending, I thank God that I had that experience of being evicted right before the new year. And if I wouldn't have had that experience, I don't know how my life would be because literally I, as a teenager, my life was so dark. In my early 20s, my life was a constant wheel of just decisions that were made in survival mode. And then I had my daughter and my decisions were made for the survival of both of us. And one day I had to make a decision that said, you deserve more than this. Now, unfortunately, that decision was was forced because it was a, a very abuseful situation. But when you are done with repeatedly allowing disrespect, you will know it's time to let go. And this is for your business. How long will you continue to allow yourself to disrespect your business? You're not even giving your business a chance. And until you disassociate yourself from your business and understand your worth is not tied to your business, you are worthy before you had this business, before you had this license, and when you got this license, and now you run your business, or now you work at a spa, you are worthy. And until you sit in that and realize, I am worthy, irrelevant of all these outer things that I am chasing to be deemed as accomplishments to make myself worthy. Until you sit there and realize that, you will constantly be putting yourself in places of repeated disrespect because you're trying to hold on and hold on and hold on for the sake of what? You have to ask yourself that. There are things that I can't pull out of you because you have to sit in that period, whatever period that God has for you, you have to sit in that period and you have to handle the situation. My mom needed that situation of having an eviction happen to her. She needed a situation of being married to a narcissistic person. I needed a situation of being in a relationship with a narcissist. I needed the situations of of being shot and having different things that happened in my life. I needed those situations. 
Because now when people say, oh, you know, she's secretive or she's cold or she does this and does that, it doesn't get to me because I don't have to put on a show for anybody. And I want you to be so people free that you do the same thing. I want you to be so people free that when you set the standard and you set the tone and say it's VIP, it's top notch, it's top tier, it's world class or it's nothing, you also can cut off and preserve yourself. You can choose you every time because you know that the masses are going to choose the low hanging fruit. You're at the top. So you're going to be sitting there increasing in value over time until the right people say, hey, I want the top of the tier too. I want top shelf too. And when you understand that, you'll begin to take the stress away from the situation. But it's going to require a death of ego. It's going to require you to really take accountability and say, I don't want to be a part of this mediocre drama. Now, bringing it back out of aesthetic, because I need you to see big picture, you don't want to be a part of this mediocre drama going on with the recession talks. Okay, I get it. We need to prepare, but we don't prepare in the state and energy of desperation. We don't prepare in the state and energy of fear, and we definitely don't prepare in the state of, of panic, you have to get yourself in the energy that suits your highest self and then figure that out. See, when you're in your lowest energy of fear, panic, anger, disassociating, indifference, then you're going to think, well, I should just discount and just stack as much money as I need to offer all these discounts. But your highest self realizes that when all is said and done, you've chipped away at all your profits. And once we get back to where we need to be, you can't just run back up to the price you used to be. Your highest self says, I know that every time I service someone, there's profit here. So I need to find other ways to drive profits back into my business. Do you need 10 serums? Do you need your inventory stock levels to be at five SKUs as your reorder? Maybe you take it down to two. Do you need to be ordering twice a week? Maybe we need to order in bulk so we can save on shipping. Do we need to have three to four different skincare lines on this retail shelf? Maybe we narrow it down to our best sellers. Maybe we bundle it down to a kit. But if you're thinking in the state of fear and panic, you won't even get to that state of the higher self because in your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, let's just slash all the prices by 50%. And this is why in this new world that we're coming into, there are people that are panicking. There are people that are fighting against other people. There are people that don't want to listen to other people. There are people that are so afraid that they are causing more pain and then they're fear-mongering online. And then there's the other side where people are encouraging and enlightening and they're giving you great tips and they're telling you to keep fighting and they're telling you to keep going and they're showing you that, hey, you can live a life of abundance. Don't worry about gas prices. It's just a number. Don't worry about these things. The same way that you understand whoever you believe in, God, universe, spirit, whatever, that's your insurance. 
When you know you're protected by God, when you know that you are insured, when you know that if everything's not okay today, it will be okay, you move different because you understand that you have insurance. You understand you're insured. You understand in the case of an accident, I am protected. In the case of a theft, I am protected. In the case of gas prices going up and now additional money has to come out of my pocket, I am protected because you understand that no one can take away more from you than you are willing to allow them to. And when you take your stress off of those things that you can't control, you can't control gas prices, you can't control all these things going on, but what you can control is holding on to the faith and knowing that you are protected and knowing that in this new world, we're going to need some luxury businesses to stand and hold the fort. There's enough people discounting themselves. We need people who are going to say, listen, this is what I have here. If you're in Blueprint two weeks ago, actually three weeks ago, I did a live or I did a class where I talked about the value energy formula. The more of my energy that it's going to take, then the more the price is going to be because the value of me is greater than you just buying a low energy item. So if you haven't listened to that, please do because that's where the world is going. And nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. Nine times out of 10, the only reason that you are burnout, overworked, and panicking is because you will not get out the way. You are using your energy for low energy things. You're putting the highest energy in low energy things. And once you take away that need for hyper-independence, and once you take away that need for validation from other people, you will realize that you are sitting on the prayers that you ask God for. You have an automated business that you have created, that you have invested in coaching and education for. And now that you've built this business on autopilot, now the only decisions you have to make is, all right, so on a strategic level, 12 months from now, my highest self needs to make this decision. You cannot afford to be in fear in this moment. And yes, it's easier said than done. And anytime you find yourself in fear, that is not a time to scroll and that is not a time to get online and further feed your fear. That is a time for you to get into your alone time and really get centered and pray. And I think you know this and that's why you tune into the podcast episodes. But I thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today. And I hope that you're not afraid to take this season, whether it be two days, a week, two weeks, whatever that timeline you feel in your soul you need to take. Take some time and just shut it off. When your bills are due, and I'm telling you, this is somebody who this literally, listen, I used to be a person that was paycheck to paycheck. And when my bills were due, I learned that you have to do nothing. If you have a bill that's due tomorrow, don't scramble right now. Stop everything. Sit back. Take a nap if you need to. And come back to it with a clear head. Because when you are angry and when you are fearful and when you are desperate, you will do whatever needs to take to happen. But it may not be using all of your 
opportunities and solutions okay so listen i don't want this podcast to go any any longer than it has but i hope you guys are doing well and i hope you understand that this world is changing i'm super excited for it and i can't wait to show you guys the things that we have planned for the remainder of the year if you are coming to conference i'm so excited to see you because we have so much in store for you i see you guys sending in your flight itineraries and i can't wait to take care of you from the plane into the plane out so i hope you guys are doing well I want to send you love in this season, and I want you to know that whatever you do, make a decision to do it in the highest frequency for your highest self and stay elite.